बाइबल ट्रेशर्स टॉपिक थर्टीन प्लानिंग वेलकम टू दाउंड ऑफ टेलीकास्ट Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. Our subject since last week has been on planning. Yes, beloved, planning is vital and crucial to life. It's a saying which goes like this: If we fail to plan, we plan to fail. So, beloved, we need to take the will of God and planning according to the will of God in our lives very seriously. Christian life begins when we decide between God or Satan and Christian life continues when we decide between God and the world now that's what we read in 1 John second chapter we read to you verses 16 and 17 all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world the world is passing away and the lust of it but he who does the will of god abide forever here what is differentiated is the world versus the will of god so in our christian life there will be a constant struggle between the choice of either the ways of the world or the will of god it is against this background we have chosen the topic how not to plan last week we studied lesson number 1 do not ignore the general bible teaching today we will move on to lesson number 2 how not to plan do not pray just for god's endorsement on your plans do not pray just for god's endorsement on your own plans now here we have a warning that is given by prophet ezekiel in chapter 14 now this is very vital in today's context so we want all of you to turn to that scripture portion ezekiel 14th chapter verses 4 and 5 therefore speak to them and say to them thus says the lord god every one of the house of israel who sets up his idols in his heart and puts before him what causes him to stumble in iniquity and then comes to the prophet i the lord will answer him who comes according to the multitude of his idols you understand what exactly god is warning here we already keep some desires and aspirations and ambitions and we just admire them and adore them they are idols in our heart and then we go to god's prophets what does god say because already your heart is filled with idols and your own desires and your own ambitions when you come to my prophet i will answer you through the prophet according to the idols in your heart what is happening today people have their own desires their own ambitions then they go to some prophet of god 
Right or wrong, that prophet tells something of their own desires. That is actually a trap. That is not God's perfect will. Beloved, then there may be a question. Is it wrong to have ambitions in our lives? We can have ambitions, we can have aspirations, but all of them must be committed to the Lord. This is the clear-cut teaching of the scriptures. Turn with us to Psalm 37 and we'll read to you the fifth verse. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. You may have a desire, but lay it bare and open on the altar of God. What you lay on the altar of God, you have no hope of taking it back. In other words, leave your plans before God. God will bring it to pass, whatever is according to His perfect will. Now, if we don't follow that particular pattern, we simply go to God in prayer for endorsement or counter-signature. On the other hand, beloved, we should quietly and openly wait before the Lord so that He would write His will on our hearts and minds. Turn with us to a very familiar passage in book of Philippians 2nd chapter. The 13th words. It is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. In other words, it is God who plans holy desires in our heart. When He plans holy desires in our heart, He also enables us to execute that desire. Now that's what exactly we read in that very familiar passage in book of Proverbs, third chapter, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. All your ways, not here a little, there a little, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Then there may be another question also. Should we not express our own desires before God in prayer? You can, but there is a condition. Turn with us to Matthew's Gospel, 26th chapter. We'll meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. Look at verse 39. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. That word nevertheless is a very important punctuation in our prayer life. Another word in verse 42. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me, Unless I drink it, your will be done. Tell your desire, oh, this is too much for me. If I can be saved from this hour, better. You tell your desire unto God, but you have to end up with that heavenly word. Nevertheless, not my will, let your will be done. When we pray like that, 
what happened to the Lord Jesus Christ will happen to us invariably. Turn with us to Luke's Gospel, 22nd chapter. Look at the 43rd verse. When he committed his desires and then left everything to the perfect will of his Father. Look at verse 43. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. What was the result of that strengthening? Verse 44. He was able to pray even more earnestly. Beloved, after this encounter and this experience, you know what happened? The Lord Jesus Christ became very bold. What we read in John's Gospel, 18th chapter, verse 4. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, he went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Now even you come to verse 6 also, he says the same thing. I am he. I look at verse 8. Again he says, I am he. You read the rest of the 18th chapter of John's Gospel. Look at verse 11. He says, Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? You know, he was feeling very weak with the agony of death. And he prayed once, twice, thrice, totally committed. The angel strengthened him. And he says, shall I not drink the cup which my father has given? You know, we see the Lamb of God becoming the Lion of Judah in the book of uh, John 18th chapter. Yes, beloved, that's what happens when you really make a commitment. Now, if you harbor secret desires in your heart, you know what happens? It comes against doing the perfect will of God. When we talk about the will of God, one is the perfect will of God and the other is the permissive will of God. We want to illustrate with that example of Prophet Bala. King Balak, he sent some messengers inviting Prophet Balaam to come and curse the people of God. And what did God immediately tell uh, Prophet Balaam? Do not go with them. Do not curse them. They are blessed people. That first answer is the perfect will of God. And uh, King Balak was very clever and tricky. He sent more money, he sent more honorable men, and he persuaded the prophet to come. Now this man says, I will go and pray about. Now what happened? There was already a secret desire that was getting into this prophet's heart. And God said, okay, you go. And but on the way, God's anger was aroused against. God said, your way is not perfect before me. How do we say there was a secret desire in the heart of Prophet Bala? Turn with us to the book of Jude and look at the 11th words. There we have got a comment given about this incident. For they have gone in the way of Cain and have run 
greedily in the error of Balaam for profit. So beloved, always stay at the center of God's perfect will. Never get into the orbit of God's permissive will. Now we can illustrate it with a practical example in our situation. God has blessed you with a good job. Stay satisfied there. And serve Him as much as you can in that capacity. Beware of more attractive offers. Suppose there is an offer that's coming to you. Maybe you should ask some questions. Do I really need more? Number two, by accepting that new job, will I have to sacrifice my quality time for God and my family? Have I fulfilled God's will here where I am already placed and have I done what I should do? These questions will help us to bring some light into their situation. Well, but it is very normal and it is very common that too many desires and plans, they clash in our minds. But here we have a very important scriptural principle. Book of Proverbs 19th chapter. Look at the 21st words. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. Beloved, we should remember that God knows what we desire. You cannot hide your plans from God. We try to manipulate our relationship with God according to our own plans and desires. Turn with us to the book of Isaiah. There is a warning that is served there. Isaiah 29th chapter. Look at the 15th verse. Woe to those who seek deep to hide their counsel far from the Lord and their works are in the dark. They say, who sees us and who knows us? So when we are trying to hide our plans, their secret desires and try to put up a show in our prayer, God knows all about that and He is not pleased with that kind of manipulation. Come to the very next chapter and look at the first verse. Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, who devise plans, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. You know, what is that sin unto sin? You know, we read in the book of Isaiah 53rd chapter, each one goes in his own way, and that iniquity God has placed upon his son. You know, many times we also go to another extreme. We are so filled with our own plans and desires, we sometimes dare to counsel God. Now there is a warning and a challenge that is given to us in book of Romans 11th chapter. Look at verses 34 and 35. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has become his counselor? Who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him? Who, who, who? You know that question comes as a challenge upon so, beloved, being filled with your own plans when you go to God in prayer, don't start giving Him lectures and explanations. 
and when you kneel down before God, you want to find God's will, you have to check and do some self-examination. Why am I praying? Am I praying just to know God's will? Or am I praying to do God's will? You know, if we want to just know God's will for knowledge's sake, God is not going to reveal His plan to us. So, beloved, the lesson that we are now studying is a very tricky lesson that all of us are succumbing to that kind of temptation time and again. Go to God plainly and openly and ask God to write down His will, His desire, His plan and His purpose for our life. That's how we can keep on growing in Christian life. In the beginning of our Christian life, we pray to find out God's will. But as we keep growing into maturity, we must learn to pray according to the will of God. The beginning of your Christian life, you pray to find out God's will. As you keep growing into maturity, you pray according to the will of God. That's where the Holy Spirit will help us. Spirit of God knows the mind of God. And He helps us to pray according to the will of God. How not to plan? Do not pray just for the endorsement of your own plans and desires. This is a very precious lesson and may the Lord help us to apply them in our life situation. God bless you.